securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to the show, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi, happy weekend. And it is uh, a great weekend, a nice yes. summer weekend. We are, you know, uh, you know... We're cruising into the fall, (laughs) but before we do that, let's just make it as hot as possible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Most definitely. Before we, you know, the kids are, oh, back to school time. Everybody get your sweaters out. No. No, no, no. no, no, no. Make sure you got shoes on when you run across the asphalt. (laughs) Holy cow. I saw in Phoenix, which is, you know, 20 days plus of having 115 degrees. Uh, In Phoenix, the burn units in hospitals are filling up because of people falling. Yeah. On the ground. On the ground oh! and getting cooked. And yes. getting bur- and burning themselves. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's like, and I, you know, I don't want to be glib and make light, you know, um, older people fall down a lot oh, yeah. and they yeah. probably are having a harder time getting, getting up. up. Well, so while it, they're that down would there. entertain you to get up really fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, woo, but jumping yeah. up, I just broke my hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I feel like even if I fell down on one of these things, I would, you know, have to get some salve. Oh, quickly. <laughs> yep. To put on. I did on my car handle the other day, grabbing it while I sat in the sun all day and like. <laughs> Youch. And it was, uh, it's really interesting, you know. Having a child, Jeff, is a learning experience for both of us. <laughs> but trying to uh, teach him, the pool deck is hot. Hot. Do not take your shoes off yet. Yes. He's like runs across it, and he turns around and looks yeah. at me, and he goes, ah. "Ouch!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll learn. And then when he runs back, you're like, "Don't run." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, but so, quickly walk. Yeah, it's interesting to find out. Uh, you know. How much he can learn, and you know, Quickly. watching it, yeah, oh, yeah. happen that, live and in one in time. Person. That's all you got to do at one time. Yeah. You learn. <laughs> he he knows, but it's like the old stick your finger in that light socket. That's right. And you'll yeah. see what happens. You won't do it again. But when it comes to our taxes, Jeff, and our retirement, it's not something that we even learn while we do it. Yeah. Number one, we don't want to figure this out on the fly because seventy two is going to roll around or seventy three these yes. days. And be required to take out our required minimum distribution from the federal government or face insane penalties. Yes. And then we realize, you know what? I'm paying more in taxes than I legally have to. Exactly. So learning how the taxes work on the fly is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Um, You know, it's the equivalent of burning your feet on the pool deck. (laughs) Or you go, ooh, I shouldn't have ran across there, which would be your last year's tax return. Um, yes. Kind of that concept. So. so sometimes there's no going back, but when it comes to getting prepared for that RMD or getting prepared for a 65 when you can start taking care uh, advantage of Medicare, mm-hmm. um, taking advantage of maybe retiring early. 
These are all things that you want to plan for. Yes, you have to. There's a lot of weird stuff that can go on if you say, I'm retiring at 62. Or you even hear some people like, oh, I retired at 55. There's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. And as long as you know what they are, you're good to go. Yeah. You ever get somebody come in and say, Jeff, I just turned 65 and I'd like to retire. And you say, all right, when, when are you thinking? And they say, well, today. Yeah. Well, well they usually today's say, my birthday. They say yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday. And he said, well, what have you done so far? Let's see what you've got going. And exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, you should have uh, come in five years ago. Or ten years ago. Or ten um, years ago. Yes, there's tons that come in and go, I'm going to retire. But they're retiring on Social Security. That's it. Yeah, or you're retiring, and it looks like you're going to be paying so much more in taxes than what you have exactly. to. That's the name of the show. It's the name of the book that Jeff wrote that's out there. You can get a free copy from CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Keep what's yours. There are ways to keep more of money in your retirement accounts, on your paychecks, in yes. your pocketbook. Otherwise, it would go out to the federal government in the form of taxes, and we don't want that to yeah. happen. So I'll keep more of it. Exactly. But you can't just say, you know, hey, Mr. IRS, I want to keep more of my money. You know, say, sure. Oh. <laughs> thanks for asking. You know, yeah. most people just try to hide it. From us. Um, you have to do stuff. Yeah. And you have to and you have to make plans. And frankly, with the amount of stuff that's out there these days, you kind of have to ask a professional. Exactly. How do I do this? And, and will it, what what can I do and how will it help me? Yes. It's, it's that easy. And that's what Jeff is here for. And I think the, the best here's here's. A, a review of how it's worked for me. I am full disclosure. Jeff does my taxes. Full disclosure. Jeff consults me when it comes to um, you know getting my retirement in order and where to put money and what buckets to put it in. Jeff does all that for me because I realized you know I looked at my wife and I said I don't know how this works and she goes I don't either. <laughs> so it's like well let's go find somebody that does. Exactly. Just talking to you before we started here. We're going to do a lot of um, retirement stuff later on in the show, but just talking to you, it says, well, I want to max out my 401k and I want to max out my Roth, uh, but with any money left over, what can I do with it? And, and you just rattle off three or four or five exactly. different other things <laughs> that have tax savings incorporated into exactly. it, you know, and, you know, because otherwise the option would be, well, I'll just put it in a can. Well, you put and a bury mason it jar, in the backyard. Bury it in the backyard. You just got to remember where those mason jars were buried. Right. You know, get a bloodhound and and go looking for your money. I'll and, just stuff it so, under my mattress. Here's here's a funny story. This is true. A uncle that lived out in uh, central Illinois had a gold coin collection. Um, this goes back a ways. Um, he literally didn't want to put it in the banks, didn't trust the banks, and he buried it on his property. Didn't even property. trust cash. He yeah. put it all in gold coins. It was gold coins um, and buried it. And it literally took my cousins probably five weekends to find it. Oh, my gosh. And he, he passed away uh, unexpectedly. With so no treasure map. Nothing. Oh, uh, there was a half-witted one, but they couldn't figure out what he was saying. They Did they know that he had done this? Knew, well, they knew that it was missing, so they assumed there was no safe deposit boxes that had to be out there. And he talked about, you know, burying stuff in a mason jar. Nobody would ever find it. It was his. And literally, they had to get metal detectors and roam the property. They, they found it. It took them about five weekends to do it, but they found it. 
Was it close to the house? It was, was it? within 100 feet of where he said it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. But in the woods, that's light years away. Right. So <laughs> I left you a map. <laughs> he did. But. So it's kind of funny. So when you say bury it Mason Jones, that's literally what he did. So. <laughs> yeah, but there is a better way, and there's also definitely a better way than, you know, putting it under your mattress. Yes. Nobody really does that anymore. But socking in into a savings account at your bank. Earning nothing. Don't do that either. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's better things to do with it out there. Not only can you get a better return on your money, but you can also probably avoid a lot of taxes yes. as well, depending on yes. what you're doing. The only problem, nobody knows that these things exist. And not to mention... We're going to tell you about them in the next segment, but then you're going to go home and say, honey, I, f- I found out about this uh, deferred compensation. Well, so well, how do you get that to start? And you go, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> not only do you have to find out about these things, but then you have to figure out how do I implement them. Yes. And that's in, the biggest thing. That's into my every two-week paycheck. They just drop it and say, too much effort. That sounds great. We'll help you. Uh, I'll get around to figuring out exactly. how that all works at some yep. point. But the beauty of Jeff Zufall is that he can do that for you. Yes. Not only will he tell you, hey, deferred compensation, uh, but he'll say, I do it too. And this is how you do it. And, and just get me on the phone with your HR company and, and I'll work it out. And that's that's also awesome because, you know, my wife can put – we don't really have an HR department here at the Big 550. No. No, we kind of run <laughs> fast and loose, Jeff. But you can help me out because you know who to talk to here. But my wife can put you on speakerphone with her yes. HR person. Yeah. She works for a big company. And you and the HR person can talk and talk speak away. the lingo. Yep. And my wife can listen and pick up here and there. And then after the meeting, you can say, this is what we did. In a way that my wife can understand. Exactly. Because HR people, they, they talk in, you know, you you people. Yeah. <laughs> you talk in, in abbreviations. Yes. And uh, what are those things where, you know, FSA, what is that? Yeah. It's a, I don't know, it's one of those abbreviations, you know. Um, but you guys speak your own lingo. Mm-hmm. So it's better to have you guys talk to each other than have me try to explain what you told me to someone else in third party and second party it gets really difficult and you're like yeah. well they might have said this and they might have said that is it but an fsa or a gsa or an, or an, a- yeah. an isa yeah. you know yeah. so a game of telephone just have the two people that know what they're doing talk to each other exactly. and you can sit there in the background and pick up every other word <laughs> um so we'll talk a little retirement but Here's here's the headline, and we always talk about that. You listen to certain radio stations in town, and they'll really be, the IRS is out to get you. Yes. Did you know that the IRS is a Run super high. predator? <laughs> you know, they'll come and, and while you're sleeping, yeah. smother you with a pillow. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what what does this mean? And then at the end, they're like, if you haven't paid your taxes in three yeah, years. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, you yeah. know, I, I got it. That's not me. Yeah, yeah, I'm number one. That's not me. Number two, I'm a pretty reasonable person, and would have to think if I didn't pay my taxes for three years, then of course the IRS is going to want to show up, sure. talk to me. Yep. Um, but there is something that they are coming after us for, and it's not the IRS. Yes, it's something different entirely. FinCEN, Financial Crimes Enforcement Agency. This is for people who have LLCs out there, people who have businesses, corporations. This is for anybody that has a company. And I say company, not a corporation, but corporations have to abide by this. LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps, sole proprietors, 
DBAs, doing business as, um, and you only made 500 bucks last year, you, this applies to you. So in 2024, this is under what's called the Corporate Transparency Act. Um, and it's basically going against small business owners. Um, this has been out there probably three years. Um, they're just now starting to enforce it. And in 2024, everybody has to register, not with the IRS, but with the, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. And that's Vincent. So what they basically, those guys do is money laundering. So if you have any pass-through entities, any small corporations, you have to file this paperwork. And everybody's like, okay, not a big deal. I'll file the paperwork. This is Big Brother watching. And the trick to it is, is if you don't, by, if you don't file this by the end of 24 and our new corporations created in 24 have to do it immediately, it's a $500 a day penalty. A day? A day. And up to two years imprisonment for not filing it. I don't know which is worse. Uh, they're both kind of bad. Yeah. Um, but what it's asking for, again, this is this is the stuff that it's asking for. This is already out there. IRS already knows this. The federal government knows it. The states know it. But this is FinCEN. So they're a totally different entity. And they want full legal name according to the Secretary yeah, of State. Yeah, what kind of information am I giving them? Yeah, so it's full legal name according to the Secretary of State. So you have to go and – With me or the company? The company, and you mm-hmm. gotta, you got to download what's called a good standing report, which says, hey, you paid your fees or your, you know, your annual renewals. Um, any trade businesses, like doing business as, counts in here. So if you got a DBA name, which means you really don't register, you just say, hey, I'm holding myself out as uh, Jim's Uber service, um, you know, and you clock it as a DBA. Complete, and, and this is the important one, a complete current street address of the principal place of business and P.O. boxes don't work um, and a third-party agent does not work. So they want your principal place of they business. They want you. Um, and then the state that you do business, and they get into tribal or foreign jurisdiction of formation, typically state of Missouri, Illinois, you know. Uh, the IRS taxpayer ID identification number, Okay. And then the kicker is, let's say you report this. You put it out there in January 24, everything's great. And then you move. You gave them your principal residence. You gave them your primary business address. But you changed it. And you change it. You got 30 days to notify them. Otherwise, it's $500 a day, two years imprisonment. So FinCEN, typically what they're looking for is money laundering is what they're looking for. So you go, okay. <laughs> Um, what are they really digging for? What they're looking for is shell companies that are hiding out there, I guess, um, that really don't run money through them and are there a front for something else. So, this, yeah, this is what I was going to ask you. It seems like these tax crime people out there that finally get caught or maybe they never do get caught is because they've got all these LLCs that money's yes. going to, you, you know, once – I guess the IRS starts looking into it. They're like, this is a web of well, you tangled Well, you got to realize, now this, this was put in, I think, three years ago was the Corporate Transparency Act was put out there, and this was buried in it nobody paid attention to. And they're like, ah, 2024 is way down the road. Well, guess what? It's uh, five months away, six months away. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the flip. The flip is as if for, this is owners. So what the first part was companies, the owners and the applicants. So then each owner that owns at least 25% of the company, directly or indirectly, um, has to report full legal name, date of birth. 
your address, your home address. You got to give them a copy of your driver's license, a passport, um, something that proves who you are. And then you basically have to have imaging of the documents, your passport, your driver's license, your social security number, um, or your social security card, all has to be sent in. And, and who's <laughs> going to tell me to do this? No one like, is. Who's going to remind me? We will for the clients that all of our clients sitting out there. Um, the funny part is I just here the last couple of days got an email from a client. There's somebody on like, you know, TikTok or YouTube that's like, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. Um, who was saying it? He's close. Um, and my client's like, do I really have to do that? <laughs> right. Because he's got two two companies. I was like, yes, you do. I go, it's not until the end of 24. The the paperwork isn't even, the forms aren't even out there yet. Wait, so somebody on TikTok is even talking about this. Exactly. Saying, hey, if you got an LLC, they're coming they're for coming you. They're coming for you. Exactly. paperwork <laughs> on TikTok? Yes. That's so, so I was kind of kind of stunned. But you'll see. I thought that was for like dance videos. and. No, apparently there's also, I got the one email from somebody maybe a month ago. And financial they're like, TikTok. They're like, why do I have to pay taxes? This guy says I don't. And they said, Oh, if you set up an LLC, you know, you get a free uh, business loan or some crazy, you know, $5,000. And then you just run everything through your company and write everything off. And I was like, whoa, I'm not signing that return. Um, right. But yes. what they're, so the concept, if you have a, a company that you want to say is a, it's not a hobby, it's a company, um, you have to have a profit motive at the end of the day, period. You can lose money first couple of years. IRS will go with it. But again, if you have zero income two, three years in a row and you have all these expenses, they're going to blow it out. So careful what you see on TikTok. Yes. Do not take your financial <laughs> or business tax advice from TikTok. Yes. I but, don't know why I even have to say that. Yeah, but this is, this is huge. Um, and I say huge because of the penalties on the backside of this. And this is not the IRS. You're not reporting to the states. You're reporting to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. So this isn't a, a tax thing. No, just they want information who you are. They want to make you sure that you aren't running goofy shell companies yeah. and laundering money. Exactly. So That's anybody that is. that doesn't produce this, they drop these shell companies and walk away or shut them down. Hmm. So remember, in COVID, 2021, 20, and I think the first part of 22. The IRS said that there were more taxpayer ID numbers issued for companies um, than historically ever. So you go, okay, everybody was working from home. They were creating their own little companies. They might have said, all right, this is the time to, to you know, break off and go do my own thing. Going to turn my hobby into a business. Exactly. Um, so you go, hmm, is that why it was created? Not quite sure, but it's it's kind of a... I won't say an invasion of property, uh, privacy, but it kind of is because yeah. IRS already has this data. Uh, the state's already got the data. Now you have a third party who's going to look over everybody and say, hmm, you didn't report this correct. Interesting. So they're looking for money launderers, and that's, that's what this is. Basically is, yeah. If anybody has any questions, and we got an LLC because mm -hmm. we have a beach condo. I know I mention this all the time. We rent it out for Airbnb, and we use it yeah. um, for our, ourselves for vacation. But since we got an LLC for it, we have to fill out one of these things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm glad that we had this talk. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have, like I said, little, I'll call it hobbies that they run through and that they report the income. Um, those are the ones that have to be reported. So, But it has nothing to do with the IRS. Uh, the IRS does nothing. different things when it comes yes. to your LLCs and all that stuff. Yep. This, this is, is reporting to Financial Crimes Network. All right. Just to make sure. Network. Right. FinCEN. That the people that mm-hmm. are running companies are actually doing it for financial purposes that are on the up and up. And exactly. There's no money laundering. And, and remember, FinCEN, so if you have foreign accounts, you report annually on your tax return to FinCEN. You say, hey, I got an account in India or Canada or Mexico, and it's worth my highest account balance was five bucks last year. You just fill it out and tell them that. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they enforce that. Um, so now they're questioning, you know, <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the biggest things on an S corp is you can't have foreign ownership in it. Um, so it's all everybody's got to be from the states. Well, theoretically, or a US citizen, right? We're all doing this on the up and up, and I don't mind filling out another piece of paper, but it seems like the penalty is a little stiff. Is a little <laughs> five hundred bucks a day. A if day you move. You have to let us know within thirty so days. So all the hustle bustle of you moving your personal residence, um, and then you're like, hey, and the post office. So here's the trick: post office will not send forwarding to this. You have to notify them yourself, and there'll be a form that you say, hey, Man. I moved. Here's my old address. Here's my new address. Thank you very much. If you own a business or you have an LLC, just bookmark this, oh, it's, this on is your huge. computer yep. so that you always know it's there and you're always reminded, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me and make sure I'm up to date on this. Days. 30 um, days yeah. after you move or 30 days past the deadline, and boom, they're on you. Yep. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, so big changes. Brought, yeah. I'm glad you brought it up, <laughs> but all the more reason to find Jeff Zufall and get him on your side because this is something that we'll need a reminder for. And, oh, yeah. And you know, I don't think the average person, the average LLC owner, is going to go be, about your day yeah, doing your thing, circling the calendar yeah. and saying, "Oh, I got to fill that out." Yes, the cor- corporate transparency act is in effect. You know. And um, the beauty is we just told everybody about it, but you can't even fill out the paperwork yet. Doesn't it doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> it's not there yet. All right. If we do want to get Jeff Zufall on our side, 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Jeff Zufall is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. Beautiful offices located out in Ellisville. We'll go to commercial break, and when we come back, talking retirement. And what are the options that are out there? And can you start taking, are you over 50? Can you start taking advantage of that catch-up provision? We'll talk about it on the other side of this. Keep what's yours. Keep more of your money on your paycheck, in your retirement accounts, in your bank account, in your pocket, rather than going off to the federal government by way of taxes. We can (laughs) tell you how to do it, and that's what Jeff lives for. He eats and breathes this stuff, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. And you're looking pretty good these days, so you must not be, you know, eating too much. No, it's not tax season. Otherwise, be a zombie walking around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeff's living his best life, but we all know that the tax time is right around the it's corner. It's coming. <laughs> we'll be back right after this on the Big 550. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the show, back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours. Now, Jeff, we talked 
about this catch-up provision. This is if you're over 50 years old, and we're going to talk about retirement now and get a little deep into it. Um, but if you're over 50 years old, you can do what's known as the catch-up provision, if you yes. want to explain really quickly what that okay. is. Okay, so if you have, like at work, you have your 401k out there, you're doing your you know, 20500 in contributory contributions, but if you're over 50, you get an extra 6500 in this catch-up provision that you can put in extra money, more than anybody else under 50. Um, the problem with it is the SECURE Act, um, SECURE Act 2.0, which we'll explain uh, maybe next week, put a provision out there. And the provision basically says, starting in the year 2024, the catch-up provision will only be allowed to be put into after-tax Roth accounts. So if you're using this catch-up provision, to, and, and it's designed for people over 50 that go, whoa, I don't have enough money for retirement. And so they jam twenty-seven grand a year through their four hundred one k. Now that's a lot of money. Um, you know, you do have to put food on the table. I get that. But the trick is, this twenty twenty-three is the last year where you could do twenty thousand five hundred into your contributory four hundred one k, pre-tax, all pre-tax. Add another six thousand five hundred on top of that pre-tax, are twenty-seven grand, and you reduce your taxable income by twenty-seven thousand dollars. Next year, you'll be able to do your 20, what well, goes up, but just to keep the math simple, your 20500 pre-tax. But your $6,500 catch-up, the federal government gave us a perk. It's now 7500 but it has to go into an after-tax Roth. So it, does, it, it helps you plan for retirement, but you will not get the tax savings on that $6,500. So just to explain really briefly, and, and I'm doing this because I am – an idiot. I, <laughs> I still to this day uh, do not know how all of these things work. But you have two options, you know, generally speaking. You do the 401k, pre-tax 401k that you can sock money away into, or you can do a Roth that you pay the taxes, then put it in, but as it grows inside that Roth and as long as you follow the rules, the rules it stays nine and a half or five years yeah stays tax deferred and hypothetically you do not pay tax on it at a later date everything that grows inside that roth you already paid the taxes yes. when you put it in everything that grows inside that roth if you follow the rules of the roth 59 and a half is yours to keep and you don't have to pay taxes exactly. on the gains yes okay so there's these two things out there what i always had a an, an issue with with the fact that I don't make enough money, that's a big issue. But uh, what I have Mr. An, Dorsey. <laughs> had an issue with was that I had no idea that these things were capped. Yes. I figured the more money you make, the more you can sock away. And, you know, if it's $20,000 on um, on the pre-tax. Pre-tax, yes. And what is, what's the cap on the Roth? Roth is, well, it's technically the same. So if you wanted to do it all in Roth IRA, which means you're not taking a, a pre-tax deduction, you could do twenty-seven grand. Okay. So there are caps on it. I'm never going to hit this because, right. as you said, I got to put food on the table. Exactly. I got to, um, you know, pay my mortgage. I yeah. can't be taking $27,000 a year and stuffing it into a retirement account. But let's say that the... Uh, You've been married or, you you know, kids are raised. They're moved out of the house. You're not paying for school anymore. Um, bills are pretty much settled. And you go, ooh, I'm 55 years old and I want to retire at 65. 
you got 10 years, but you really didn't put any money away. That's where this catch-up provision kicks into gear. Okay. So in a, in a sense, it's been out there for a while to catch up. Typically on most, I'll say at most corporate 401k plans, um, it was hidden a little bit. You had to make a phone, have to make a phone call and say, I want to do a catch-up provision, and they kind of open it up for your 401k. But 2023 is the last year that you'll be able to do your full pre-tax contribution into your 401k and pre-tax on your catch-up provision. So the government offers, just in general, they offer a pre-tax 401k. This is something that we can do. We can sock it away. Yes. We don't have to pay taxes on it. When we go and take it out, we have to pay so, taxes so, on it. So what you're doing is you're putting the taxation off until a later date when you do pre-tax. So look, there's three types of money. There's taxable, which means you pay tax. Whatever you have in that account, we'll call it bank accounts, brokerage accounts, um, you know, money markets that you pay tax. Whatever interest, dividends are generated each year, you pay tax on it. You're in, you're out as you go forward. But you have access to that money. You drive down to the bank, you could write a check out of your brokerage account, whatever. Then there's tax-deferred accounts. Those are your 401ks, your traditional IRAs, um, you know, the deferred comp programs where what you're doing is you're deferring taxation today to pay it at a later date. It's and that that's simple. kind of the, the thing that we all kind of understand is uh, we're playing tax bracket bingo. Exactly. Uh, you know, my tax bracket's too high today, so I'm going to try to pay it later. And the theory on it is if you are at just simple math, let's say that, again, I say this, uh, if you're at a 24% tax bracket today, um, and you're putting money all pre-tax. Hypothetically, if you could, when you retire, if you take that money out at a 22% tax bracket, you go, ooh, it's a 2% difference, but you're paying 22% on money, you put it away, save 24, you're paying 22 today. And 2% on $100,000 is two, two grand, grand that you're saving. Just so, say you had 500,000 or a million. It gets bigger and bigger. Gets so, bigger and bigger. So that's the math that you do on this on a, a regular basis saying, hey, and there there's times if you're younger and you don't make a lot of money, maybe Ross better route the run, seriously. Because um, you're gonna put it in after tax, it's gonna grow tax deferred. But the third box is the tax-free or tax-efficient account, which is a Roth. Yeah. So, And that is one of the things, if you're at a 24% tax bracket and you put stuff away pre-tax and it grows and grows and grows, and then when you go to retire or you hit your RMD and for some reason you're at a 26% tax bracket, you played the game wrong. How about to the standpoint if you're at the highest tax bracket, 37.9%? You're socking your money away, and then you, when you retire, you don't need that income anymore. You don't need to make, you know, four hundred grand plus, and you can drop down to a twenty-four percent tax bracket. You're saving a ton of money. Ton of money. So, so that's the game that's played. And again, there's times where you get to your peak earning power, and you say, "Man, I could probably make this kind of money for the next, you know, six, eight, ten years, pre-tax as much as you can." If you say, "I'm already past that stage," maybe a Ross better route. But why does the government put caps on it? Why does the go? Because it's it's my money. So you there know? are. What do they care if I'm growing it in a tax deferred? <laughs> they do care. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they uh, do care. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm leading you down. <laughs> Uh, why do they care? Why do they put caps on how much we can put into these accounts? And why are they saying starting next year, the catch-up provision has to be a Roth 
rather than a pre-tax. So that there obviously is something that affects them. Yeah, they want the tax money for next year going forward. They don't Um, want you to be saving money pre-tax because they want to tax you. Exactly. And there there are people that could live off. I mean, I look at it sometimes. I laugh. I go, there's no way. But they do. And, And more power to them. They can live very frugal as you go forward. And they would be the people that would keep deferring twenty seven thousand or thirty thousand a year pre tax, saving a ton of money. Um, so, do, does the government regret offering this to begin with? Because obviously don't, they don't seem very happy with. Oh with no! People's. You got <laughs> you got to realize in the Secure Act that was put Secure Act two there was I think eighty five or eighty seven different provisions. A lot of them good to retirement plans starting 23, 24, So they are still putting stuff out there for oh, us. Yeah. They, the government is just saying we have to draw the line they somewhere. They drew the line somewhere. Apparently somebody in a back office, that windowless building, um, and everybody's in gray suits, you know, um, they said, hey, that ketchup provision's hurting us. We need the tax on it. And, and so they're doing it. Now, again, the, you say the bad part, hey, you still can do 70. I mean, they gave you the perk from 65 uh, 65 at 7,000 this year. It'll be 7,500 next year, 2024. And you go, hey, they still raise the threshold for money that you could put away. And you go, okay, but it's all after tax. Um, and not saying a Roth is bad by no means, but if you were to 37% tax bracket, um, you want every tax deferral you can get your hands on for the time being. Yeah. Uh, so let's say this, and, and if people, obviously, if there weren't any caps on this, the really rich people would be taking oh, advantage they'd be, of this. I mean, if you made a million bucks, look at the, the uh, what is it, the ATM tax, which is alternative minimum tax. The concept was back in the day, J.P. Morgan had a net worth of, you know, $50 million. If he generated a million dollars in taxable income, he donated a million dollars away and made his tax go away. And they went, whoa, 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 no. <laughs> right, because he doesn't need any more money. Exactly. But he's still raking it in. Exactly. And so and he never pays tax on it. Right. So kind of the same concept but on a, a dumbed down level yes so um, they're forcing us to pay taxes on on something yes yeah. <laughs> so and and i think what was the last conversation we had um where there was a required minimum tax well the rmd which is the required minimum distribution well there's that but in in the in the infrastructure bill or oh the, if your uh if your ira account is over 10 million or something insane like that there's a tax that they'll force back out on an annual basis uh that was peter thiel who created paypal with uh, uh, uh what's his name that's terrible uh, oh elon elon yeah. um and so he took penny stock you know where it was worth a couple bucks of you know, a hundred thousand shares of PayPal, put it in his Roth IRA, and poof, today it's worth a hundred and something million dollar Roth. I'll never pay tax on. Um, genius planning. I mean, believe me. Well, he got lucky. He got real lucky. Is what um, happened. He but, had worthless stock that yeah, actually skyrocketed. skyrocketed. But yeah. now there's a rule that says, hey, if your Roth is worth ten million or whatever the number is, well, you're going to have to pay an annual tax every year on that. Right. So. So, but theoretically, if you're a normal person and you sock yeah. money away, <laughs> you already paid taxes. You exactly. Don't have to pay taxes you don't pay it again on money yes. that's already been taxed. So. so, here's something from a tax level that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Ran into it a couple of times this last tax season. You put your Roth contribution in there. Everything's great. Um, the problem is, is do you report it on your tax return every year? So, if you put your six thousand bucks into a Roth 
You don't get a tax benefit for it, but we see tons of people that do not report it on their tax return. So there's a little form in a tax return that will keep a, a rolling tab of your, your Roth contributions. <clears throat> because if you ever take money out of a Roth, the 1099 they send you will say taxable amount not determined. You plug it into a tax return and it sometimes says, hey, the full amount's taxable, have a nice day. And you go, that's impossible, it's a Roth, it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the reporting process for a Roth distribution is at the tax return level, which means every year you should be reporting your six grand you're putting in, keeps a rolling tab. It says, hey, you put $10,000 into this Roth over the last couple of years and you took $1,000 out, clocks it as non-taxable because it's applying it against your contribution. So, so even though it's my money, I've already paid taxes on it, uh, I could have buried it in a <laughs> mason, mason jar. jar out the back, <laughs> but I didn't. I put it into the Roth. The government wants to know what's going in, what's coming out, yeah. even though it's my money. It's your, yeah, you still have to have an accounting on it. It's, it's basically a cost basis going forward. Um, and again, because it's, the rule is five years or 59 and a half, whichever is longer, um, for the earnings to come out of your Roth. So if you put 1000 bucks in a Roth, you can literally take 1000 bucks back out a week later. Is there a box on an IRS form that says how much money did you bury in the backyard? No, not yet. <laughs> Give them a, a year or two. Yeah, they want, they, they, already, want to they know. already know the Bitcoin. They're they're digging deep on digital currency. That's the the next adventure down the road. So, but back to retirement planning and back to caps on what we put in. So, say I actually do make a pretty good living mm -hmm. and I am able to take advantage of of the four hundred one k and the Roth. Because um, at a certain point, if I was making, you know, $10 million, oh, yeah. these things aren't available to me anymore. You get capped out pretty much of yeah. everything. Um, uh, but I, I cap out. I'm making a good living, and, you know, the house is paid off, the cars are paid off, the kids are gone. Uh, and I do want to max out my, mm -hmm. my Roth and my 401K. But say I even have more money left over than that. I'm making a great living. I saved $27,000 exactly. for my retirement. But say I still have another $20,000 that I don't need so, and I don't want to necessarily so here's put some, under the mattress. Something that's been put out there, um, they've tried to reel it back a couple of times, which is a backdoor Roth, which means if depending upon your age, if you're under 50, it's 6, uh, 65. If you're over 50, it's 75. Um, and you do a non-deductible IRA, which means you just plop it into an IRA. You don't take a tax deduction. It's not a Roth. And you put it in there. That, that sets your basis. And literally, you got to do this. We see it all the time where people goof it up. You've got to convert it to a Roth within a couple of days. has to be the same tax year. So we see people that put money into a non-deductible IRA December 26th, right after Christmas. And then January 10th, they convert it to a Roth. Nope, you messed up. You messed up. So it's a taxable event to you when you take it out because you have that basis. <clears throat> so you put it in and literally convert it the next day. Mm -hmm. This has been on, I mean, both administrations were after this one um, because this is anybody who makes enough money that they cannot contribute to a Roth in the outside world. So, so is there a cap on the backdoor Roth? Yeah, it, well, depending upon your age. So, so basically... Easiest rule is under fifty at six thousand, over fifty at seven grand. There's so uh, I do that. Mm -hmm. I do the backdoor Roth. I still have money left over. Uh, then you started saying, "Well, have you looked into deferred compensation?" If your company and these are typically, I'll say Fortune five hundred ish, maybe a little bit bigger than that, companies <clears throat> will offer you deferred comp. 
And all that means is you're taking part of your salary, you are deferring it until a later date. And But in a deferred comp program, you have to tell the IRS, I want this at age 65, 66, and I want it paid out to me over three years, or all in a lump sum. And they have you got to set that up ahead of time. has to be. It's a little bit more stringent than a 401k because you have the ability to start and stop. But the deferred comp, if you put 10% of your income on top of that in a deferred comp, then you say, I want my first payout at 65, and I want to pay, be paid a third, a third, a third over three years. And it goes into your own little account. You can invest it, do all that stuff, but you can't take it until the year that you said when so you're going to. it's locked up, but you're still getting tax benefits. Yeah. You, you didn't pay tax when you were at the 37% tax bracket. You'll pay it when you're at a 24 Anything, have you taken advantage of an FSA, which is what we're using for my exactly. son's school? Have you taken advantage of an HSA? HSAs. I still have money left over. I yeah. don't want to just put it in a savings account at the bank because it doesn't exactly. do anything for me in there. I can put it into an HSA, a health spending account, a FSA, so flex spending account. A flex spending account, you have to say, hey, I want to do five grand a year. Um, and then you allocate it like, you know, child care, whatever the case may be, it comes out pre tax. HSA will allow you to do, it's supposed to be for medical expenses. And, and there, there is a downfall to the HSA. And the only downfall is if you're not healthy, you're going to spend your HSA money. <laughs> right. If you're healthy, do an HSA all day. And you're, you're running that risk that you can build up enough cash because I think you can do 7200 a year and if you're single. And if you have a family, it's like eighty five or 8600 a year that you can put away. But it's just like an IRA or a 401k. It's all pre-tax. It's all pre-tax. And if you use the money for uh, health spending. It's tax-free. It's all tax-free. You exactly. don't have to pay those taxes back. And you say, well, what if I had, we have clients that have a hundred grand built up in a HSA. They're healthy. They've never really, you know, they go for a checkup or whatever. The theory is that money in an HSA, you never roll it over to an IRA. You leave it in an HSA. You go on Medicare, and you got to pay your monthly premiums uh, when you retire. It the HSA pays the premiums for you tax free. Any medical expense going forward, as long as it's a medical expense, pays it. And, and theoretically, um, as we get older, our medical bills get, will get higher. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I, I forget what it is. The average person is going to spend a hundred and something thousand dollars in retirement. Our healthcare expense, whether so you it's might as well exactly whether it's premium or tax and let the government exactly. pay the taxes on it. Yes, um, and again, the only downfall is if you're not healthy, you're going to burn through your seventy-two or eighty-six hundred dollars in no time flat, yeah. and you really don't have that savings at a later, you didn't later realize day. the savings exactly. Uh, do you still have money left over, Josh? Well, in fact, I do. <laughs> have you thought about a five twenty-nine saving for either exactly. your kids' college yes. fund or your grandkids? Exactly college fund. If you're a grandparent, use it for your grandkids. Um, and a lot of people look, there's new rules that came out. Secure Act again said, I believe in 2024 or 25, it basically says if you've had a, a 529 plan for more than 14 years um, and you, you overfunded it. So a lot of people jam money into it, made good returns over the last decade or so. And then your kid gets a free ride. You go, man, I got all this money sitting in a 520. What do I do with it? The theory is in 20, I believe it's 24, 2024, you have the ability to go into the 529, extract, well, it'd be $6,500 because the, hypothetically the child be under 50, mm -hmm. which is their Roth contribution amount, 
and move 6,500 from that 529 back to the child's Roth and do that every year until you hit $35,000 and then stop. Change beneficiaries and do the same thing. So you can make your spouse the beneficiary and then you're dragging 7,500 out each year for her Roth contribution until you hit 35 grand, stop, and then rotate as you go. So you can save money for college and say your kid is a math whiz yes. and gets a full ride. You can convert that college that you don't takes, have to spend anymore. Takes you a little time to convert it, but it, you don't have to pay the tax on convert it. Convert it the, to a Roth. The, exactly. And and that's that's another option. Exactly. So it's it's like let me go through the list again. I've maxed out my 401k pre-tax. I've maxed out my Roth. Uh, what else is out there, Jeff? Well, have you tried the backdoor Roth? Okay, I maxed that out. Have you done deferred compensation? Yeah. Have you looked into the HSA? Have you looked into the FSA to see what's working? Like I said, we are currently using an FSA. These things are out there for normal people. Have you socked money away for your kids or grandkids' college fund? What if, have you, and it, tell me if you've ever seen this. <laughs> what if I've maxed out everything that the government has to offer? There's people that do it, and then you go, you go to a standard brokerage account and then And, and then the government money. says, we don't have anything left for you to take yeah, advantage you of. Gotta you go have to invest your money the old-fashioned yep. way. Put it in a, a, a taxable account. You're going to pay tax every year on capital gains, dividends, interest. And yeah. yeah, and we're the government, we're out of your business, yeah. out of the business. We're yeah. going to take taxes from you, but we're not going to be a, a partner with exactly. you anymore. Exactly. Yep. Because you've socked away too much money. Yeah. There's caps. There's caps in place. I could, for a I could name probably one hand people, people that, that do have that. Done that. Yeah. But and these things aren't even offered to the rich, richest of the rich people no. because they would, you know. I mean, you're going to go buy a sports franchise and take more tax deductions and tax loopholes than you ever dreamed of. Yeah. Um, where you're saving not just twenty-seven or thirty grand a year, you're saving five million in a transaction. Um, so, <laughs> but I could say, well, I've maxed everything out, federal government. You know, what am I supposed to do with the rest of this money that I want to save for retirement? And they say, well, you can put it under your mattress. Yes. Or you can the put old it in trusty a trusty account. Mason jar. The mason jar. You can put <laughs> Just it in mark gold it well on your map. <laughs> uh, you can buy real estate. Yes. You can invest it yes. in all Run these other property. places, yeah. but you're just not going to do it with the government anymore because yeah. you maxed it out. Exactly. But I, I cannot imagine that somebody. Uh, is making enough money that they have all of this left over. Like I said, there's I can count on one hand the people that do that that, you that have multiple that. things going in one year. But that's there's a lot of stuff out there's there. There's a lot, tons. And, which means that yep. there's a lot of stuff that we're not taking advantage of. Yes, yes, tons. So if you like what you've heard and you say, you know what, I always end up at the end of the year with a little money left over and I'm just dumping it into a brokerage account. Well, talk to Jeff. The whole thing, and, and this is a, a later show for a later date, and it's a show that we've done before at a prior date, but there's buckets that you want to be in yes. pre-tax, Roth. You want to be, you want to have money in a brokerage account. You, you want it in all three. You want a taxable account that you pay tax on every year, but you could drive to the bank and go, hey, I want, well, you won't get it, but you give me my 50 grand. Yeah. Um, they'll give you twenty five hundred. You had to come back a week later. But do um, I want money in real <laughs> estate? Do I want money exactly tax deferred into other things? Exactly. And typically, you got to realize how complex your financial plan gets because um, a lot of people go, "Ooh, I don't want to have to keep tabs on that." You know, there's just too many moving parts. But the common, I'll say, common denominator is a taxable account. Pay tax on it every year, but you have access to it. It's yours. You right. can go get it. Go buy a boat. You know, tomorrow. 
tax-deferred. That's your 401Ks, your IRA, traditional IRAs. You're, all you're doing is putting the taxation off to a later date, and then tax-free accounts are your Roths. Yeah. So so how much money do you want to be able to have access to? How much money do you not mind putting yeah. away for another 15 years or so? Exactly. Uh, you're going to have to retire at some point and live off something, so you might as well put as much away as you, as you can. Enough that you can still go out and have a steak dinner every exactly. once in a while. Uh, but just try to sock away as much as you can because the government will give you tax benefits up Some to a certain perks, point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you might as well try to max it out as much as you possibly can. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. That's Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Let's go to commercial break, and when we come back, We'll give the number out one more time, remind everybody that they can call you and that there are still more things that they can do. But we'll also remind you that if you had a tax refund in 2019 that you still haven't collected, (laughs) there's billions of dollars out there for you. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We'll be right back. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, no time left, Jeff, but I just have to mention you said refunds from 2019. If you still haven't gotten your refund yet, are there some things tied up? If you haven't filed your return for 2019, but you typically get a refund, basically the time clock's almost up. You got till July 21st, I think, has to be postmarked by the 21st, so give or take a couple of days. If you don't file, you lose your 2019 refund. Literally, they just take it. So they got go back three years and say, hey, so there's $1.5 billion in refunds sitting on the IRS's checking account that nobody's claimed. And, and these are refunds. These are refunds. And if I don't take advantage of it, three years is kind of the max. Yeah, typically three years, unless you could prove some hardship, like I was hospitalized for two years or something crazy. Right. Um, you could get away with it. But typically, they will say, oh, sorry, don't get it. Have a nice day. Well, what happens to that money? Uh, that goes into the IRS's bank checking account, and they get to go buy $7,000 toilet seats and uh, oh all that fun stuff. Right. You're just giving the money back yes. to them. You forfeit it technically. Right. Yeah. You've done the right thing and generated a tax return, but since you didn't file your taxes. Yes. And this, I, I can't Im- who are these people? Uh, typically somebody who just kind of like forgot, and it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of people that just went, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And a they lot just, of young people, maybe? Young people who yeah. are like, eh, I don't have to do that. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, so that's out there. So keep in mind, if, if you haven't filed your taxes for 2020, that's coming next year. Exactly. 2021. Exactly, and it goes on. So it's typically only if you get – now, if you, if you had a business, you paid tax, um, and you're going to amend that return, that's different. Um, you still can recoup some of that money back because you're amending the return. This is just flat out, hey, you know, uh, or maybe they had the wrong mailing address and they mailed you a check. It got kicked back because the IRS does not forward. They don't forward checks. They don't. No, it goes right right back to the IRS. So just take a look at it and figure out, are you one of these people? Yes. Are you one of the $1.5 billion? Yes, there's a lot of money sitting out there. 636-394-5524. That's Jeff Zufall. And let's remind everyone, do your taxes. For crying out loud, please just do your taxes and do them with Jeff. Let Jeff take care of yes, it. He does my taxes. Like <laughs> uh, he does the taxes for me. He does it for my parents. Um, Heidi, Heidi's parents are now with her, with Jeff. So Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. The number again, 636 
394-5524. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.